So we are here to continue with Canto 11, Chapter 29, which is called Bhakti Yoga. We just got a start in that chapter, just did uh, two verses uh, last time. Uh, after finishing up a very um, difficult chapter on Jnana Yoga, and uh, you find in this chapter uh, Uddhava complains that it's very difficult to understand <laughs> and it's difficult to control the mind for one control the mind and we pointed out in the first verse of this chapter there's a repetition of the word anjasa uh, and uh, uh, easy or simple uh, Tell me in simple terms how you can more easily execute a process of yoga. Uh, there's one way it's it's done. Or uh, Banuswami translated it. Explain to me immediately how someone can more quickly achieve perfection. So there's this repetition. Uh, so uh, this is... Uh, Yes, someone who is anatmanaha, one who has not controlled his mind in this way. Uh, so then, in the second text, uh, uh, O Lotus Eye Lord, uh, uh, he says, those yogis who try to steady the mind experience frustration. Uh, because of their inability to perfect the state of trance, thus they are weary in their attempts to bring the mind under control. Uh, uh, so this is their uh, 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 the further complaint that uh, it's difficult. They're trying to subdue the mind. They can't. They don't come to the state of samadhi yet, but getting there is like very, very hard. Uh, I wanted to add a few things here when we're going to go in and discuss bhakti yoga. Uh, that um, from the Bhagavad Gita. Um, uh, why the bhakti yoga process is easier. There's a couple of verses. Uh, if uh, in the ninth chapter, twenty-second verse, uh, uh, Krishna says, "Ananjas chintayanto mam yejana paripasate tesham nityabhyuktam yoga shema vaham yaham." Those who always worship me with exclusive de uh, devotion. Uh, ananya, having no other object thinking of me, those people meditating on my transcendental form. Uh, I, to them I carry what they lack and I preserve what they have. What he says here is uh, yoga shema vaham yaham vahami, I carry Vahana is a carrier. I carry, uh, I take up the burden of yoga shema. Uh, here it's translated, uh, I carry what they lack and I preserve what they have. Uh, when you look up the word yoga shema, 
in the dictionary. It turns out it's, it's, it's a kind of a business term also. Yoga meaning you get what you want, what you need. You get your requirements, acquiring, because of connecting. So, you know, you get con the connections or you get what you need. And Shema is your, what you have got is protected. Yoga Shema. Uh, uh, the dictionary says that Shemamte is a conventional greeting for a Vaisha. May your assets be protected. <laughs> so this Yoga Shema, the, the compound itself, is a Sanskrit term that's current for this, uh, this business of getting what you need and protecting what you've got. And so this Krishna says, I do this for them. So in, in the Janana Yoga process, you're on your own, basically. But here, there's this cooperation uh, uh, where uh, Krishna is helping uh, the devotee. He also s describes uh, devotional service in the beginning of the ninth ch chapter, susukum kartam avyayam. It's susukum kartam. It's very nice to do. <laughs> it's pleasant to do. Huh? Uh, uh, he, he says that. And, and then, uh, a little later in the 10th chapter, we have what's called the four core verses of the Bhagavad Gita, or Bhagavad Gita in a nutshell, it's sometimes required. And it's, it's very interesting because these are uh, 8 to 11. And... Uh, it took me a while to realize this, but the first two uh, verses are about how the devotees approach Krishna. And then the second two is how Krishna reciprocates with the devotees. Although at first I didn't realize that because a text state, Aham Sarvasya Prabhavaha, uh, I am the source of everything, Mata Sarvam Pravatate, from me everything emanates. But it's about the devotees because this says itimadva, thinking like this. Uh, they worship me, uh, Buddha Bhava Samanvitata, with and become devoted with all their hearts. So although Krishna says Ahamsava, he's talking about himself. He's actually talking about how the devotees are thinking of him. Uh, and and then he goes on again. He's talking about the devotees, but he says Matchita. They are thinking about me, Madgata Prana, and their whole life energy has been invested in me, Bodhiyanta Parasparam, and they are enlightening uh, one another and conversing about me. Kantiyastha Chamamnityam, Tushantita Ramanticham. Here they feel satisfaction and joy when they where, where they do this. You know, so that's that's the devotees, and then then Krishna says, Tesham. Uh, for those people, and to those those people who are doing like these things, Tesham, Satata Yukto Anam, who are always uh, engaged in this way, Bhajatam Priti Purvakam, worshipping me with uh, with love and devotion, Dadami Buddhi Yogantam, I give them the Buddhi Yoga, the intelligence, the but the word is buddhi yoga. It's, it's, we're all throughout the Bhagavad Gita, and it's, it's almost a, a synonym for devotional service in many ways. 
but really as buddhi as the you know that which controls the direction of your attention where you focus your attention is is buddhi uh, or and it, it 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 establishes whole mindsets is uh, uh, buddhi the dami i give them the buddhi yoga so they can approach me so so this this is what he t- so so for them this is what he does and then uh, then again the next verse again begins the same word tesham for them evanokampartam who uh, to show them special mercy uh, I, I I destroy nashayashami because I'm situated in their hearts. I'm changing the word order around here a little bit. Uh, Atma bhava situated within their own being. I I I nashayami. I destroy agyana jamtamaha, the darkness that's born of ignorance. That's how it goes away. Krishna zaps it. <laughs> if you ask him. <laughs> You know, if you want it, I, I get rid of that. And then, how does he do it? Because there's a janana deep, the light of knowledge, which is glowing. I ignite this light of knowledge in their heart, and therefore they can come to me. So that, that's for we know already from the Bhagavad Gita why this process is very effective, because it's a reciprocal one, and, 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 and Krishna is doing all these things in reciprocation, with the devotees, whereas a materialist, uh, you know, doesn't want you know, Krishna come around, <laughs> uh, and, and, and the Janani thinks he's you know, a crutch for some people, but he doesn't need him, and he maybe I'm going to be God, you know. Anyway, so that that's you know that that's where we we have this uh, idea of bhakti being. Susukam kartam, you know, uh, why, why it is, it, it can be done in this way. And of course, the, the really wonderful thing, and that will come out in this, these next verses, it's not just that Krishna is helping you to become liberated, but you're feeling the help of Krishna. That, 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 you know, that, that's the real payoff, is you're aware of the presence of Krishna, and you're aware of what he's doing for you, and therefore, your feelings for him increase, and then and that goes on without any limit. So that's what he's. Uh, 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 they weary, they weary of their attempt. He says in the second. So now we're on to the third verse. Uh, this is again Uddhava speaking. Uh, uh, so I'll, I'll just uh, chant a in the beginning. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So again, this is Uddhava speaking. Uh, Atta Ananda Dugam Padam Bhujam Atta Atta Ananda Dugam Padam Bhujam Hamsa Shrayeran Aravinda Lochanan Sukam nuviveshvara yoga karma bis tanmayayami vihitan namaninaha. Therefore, he says, O lotus eyed Lord of the universe, swan like men, 
happily take shelter of your lotus feet, the source of all transcendental ecstasy. But those who take pride in their accomplishments in yoga and karma fail to take shelter of you and are defeated by your illusory energy. Uh, so here you can see this Attaha, Atata Brahma Gugnasa, the beginning, and now therefore, <laughs> beginning of the Vedanta Sutra, now the inquiry into Attaha, now therefore. And he addresses the Lord here as uh, Ananda Dugham, the, the source of all Ananda ecstasy. Uh, well, not him, but Padambuja. Pada Ambuja. Ambuja is a lotus. Uh, Pada Ambuja, lotus feet. Uh, the swan-like men, Hamsa. Uh, uh, Prabhupada, is th this figure of the Hamsa taking, sh and the Hamsa, the swan-like men, because the swan, the Hamsa, which I want to point out to you, is actually a goose. <laughs> the bar-headed goose is the Hamsa. Uh, uh, but we call it swan because goose has bad connotations in, in, in English. But they fly over the Himalayas, you know. I mean, they're up there at 35,000 feet, <laughs> migrating every year between India and Tibet, you know. They go, they go over the mountains and not around them, and scientists are trying to figure out how they pull this off and studying them. Anyway, those are the Hamsa. It's called a bar-headed goose. It has a couple of black bars on its across its head. Those are the humps. And they're beautiful birds, but they are technically a goose. So Prabhupada says somewhere that the sporting proclivity of the swans is they dig up around the lotuses. Mm -hmm. So they so so that's the, the, the metaphor, these these swans putting their beaks and you know among the lily pads or the lotus pads. Uh, uh, in the same way, the attention of the swan-like devotees at Krishna's lotus feet—that's the—that's the image, the the the, the, uh, the metaphor that's uh, actually being used here. Uh, uh, so they do this, and so therefore, there's a relationship here, uh, and they call him Aravinda Lochana, lotus-eyed. Again, uh, another Aravinda. There's so many words for the lotus in Sanskrit. <laughs> uh, and so these people are sukham. They're happily doing this. Susukham kartam. They're happy. Sukha. Uh, indeed. Um, but the those who are, they, they use the, the, the yoga karma, the practice of, it could be a dwanda, the compound is just like an and of yoga and karma. Uh, or karma yoga, it could be that too. Well, the work of, of yoga, work as a kind of uh, work, hard work. Uh, 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 and they do this because he, he calls them manina, they're proud. Uh, uh, and, and so they're defeated by your maya uh, because of that. Uh, the way uh, Banu Swami uh, translates them. Oh, the other reason about the the Hamsa. Well, uh, the, the way uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur uh, 
does this. Or Banuswami's translation, the the word he says, "O lotus-eyed Lord of the universe, therefore discerning men." Where we say swan-like men, he says discerning men. Joyfully take shelter of your lotus feet, the source of bliss. But those who take pride in their accomplishments in yoga and karma uh, fail to take shelter of you and are defeated by the, your illusory energy. So he calls them discerning men. And Vishnachakravarti, this is based on Vishnachakravarti Thakur's commentary. He says, those who consider weak and strong points, uh, discern, mm. you know, the, the word discern means to separate, comes from root meaning to separate apart, to be able mm. to distinguish between things. So these are discerning people. And so he says it's the weak and strong points. Uh, they joyfully take shelter of your lotus feet. Those who consider themselves karmis, yogis, or jnanis are defeated by your maya. They do not take shelter of your feet and thus become frustrated. But that's why the other thing about swans, why they get discerning, is they also have this ability, legendary or real, to take a mixture of milk and water and separate it with their beaks. They may actually be able to do that. I don't know, but Prabhupada says that this is why the swan has this power of discernment or discrimination. So that's that's that, that's why it fits in with this idea of the, the hamsa, uh, why he goes here to this... Uh, um, uh, uh, idea of discernment, it hooks it up to here. Uh, and uh, and uh, I just read the report by Vishma Chakravarti, uh, uh, the BBT, uh, they say, um, Sri Uddhava emphasizes here that one can achieve spiritual perfection simply by taking shelter of the personality of Godhead. Those who do so are called hamsa, the most discriminating human beings. So that's where the discernment, they pick it up. <laughs> uh, since they are able to locate the actual source of spiritual happiness, uh, the Lord's lotus feet. The word yoga karma bihi indicate that those who are attracted to or proud of achievements in the field of mystic yoga or ordinarily material endeavorment, so they here they take it as a dwanda compound uh, and compound. Uh, you cannot appreciate the great advantage of obediently surrendering to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Generally, the yogis and fruitive workers are proud of their so-called achievements and are more attracted to their own endeavors than to the Lord Himself. That happens a lot. You know, kartamaham miti manyate, Krishna makes fun of these kind of people. I am the doer. Kartaham miti manyate, they think like that. Kartaham. Ahankara vibhudhatma. This is what, they, though they are befooled by ahankara, uh, vimudhatma, made mudhas. And they, kartaham miti manyate, they think I am the doer. Uh, Anyway, by humbly taking shelter of Lord Krishna, one can advance easily and quickly on the path of Krishna consciousness and go home back to Godhead. And that's the, so now uh, we go on. Uh, uh, Uddhava continues his uh, statement to Krishna. 
Now I got to get this right because the, the meter changes a little bit. Kim chitram machuta tavaita dashesha bando asheshvananya sharaneshu yadatma sattvam yorochayat saha mrigai swayam ishvaranam srimat kirita tatta. Oh, this is tricky. Srimad Kirita Tata Pidita Pada Pitta. If you have the books, you have this T with the dots under it. That means your your tip of your tongue goes tat tat tat, but otherwise it's tat tat tat. <laughs> Two different T's, you know. <laughs> Get the tat 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 tat. <laughs> Gotta move it back around. Uh, so uh, the the translation here. Uh, uh, my dear infallible Lord, that's the word here, Achutta, is addressed that way. It is not very astonishing that you intimately approach, uh, interesting, we'll talk about that, intimately approach your servants who have taken exclusive shelter of you. After all, during your appearance as Lord Ramachandra, now, Ramachandra's name doesn't appear in this text, so there's different ways of reading it, but this is one of them. During your appearance as Lord Ramachandra, even while great demigods like Brahma were vying to place the effulgent tips of their helmets upon the cushion where your lotus feet rested, you displayed special affection for monkeys such as Hanuman, because they had taken exclusive shelter of you. Um, and uh, Banu Swami uh, translates with the same idea of this. In the text, there's just a reference to mrigai, animals. Uh, it's just, just animals. So, that's one case where the, the animals got sheltered. So he's, his translation is simpler. O infallible Lord, O friend of all beings, uh, Ashesha Bandhu, a friend of all. I mean, Ashesha means a limit or an end, so Ashesha can be unlimited. Uh, friend, un, friend of everybody. O oh, friend of all beings, it is not very astonishing that you are dependent on your service, servants who have taken exclusive shelter of you. So here we have uh, the BBT translation, intimately approach your servants, and Banu Swami translates it, dependent on your servants. That's really intimate. Mm. <laughs> so, so anyway, we'll talk about those different ways of reading it. Who have taken exclusive shelter of you. Uh, as Ramachandra, you displayed special affection for monkeys such as Hanuman, while the Devatas shook your foot pedestal with the tips of their crowns. So everybody fluffs this out di different ways. Uh, uh, so uh, Kim Chitram, uh, is it no wonder? Uh, uh, what wonder is it, uh, uh, Chuta? Uh, who are this uh, 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 the uh, friend of all 
especially for the servants who have no other shelter, ananya sharana, sharana shelter, those who have gone to no other shelter. And they have this condition which is called here atmasattvam uh, with you. Uh, 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 and uh, which uh, they say intimately approach intimacy with you in the word for word uh, uh, this atmasattva uh, I looked for this in the Veda base and as far as I can see this is the only occurrence of this compound atmasattva uh, so uh, here uh, you are dependent on your servants, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says, he takes Atmatat Sattvam as dependent on your servants. Uh, Atmasattva is dependent on servants. Uh, but I did find Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song, which uh, Gurudev Kripa Bindu Diya Koro Eva Dashi, it has this word Koromoro Atmasattva. Please make me your own. So somehow it's the idea of becoming your own. Uh, so anyway, it's just in this kind of intimate relationship. Uh, or with Vishnu Chakravarti takes it, and you become dependent on your servants. Now that's very intimate. Uh, I like this. Uh, so and then and then this idea of the animals. Uh, is is here? Uh, it, it just says uh, uh, you you uh, you gave shelter, or you had this intimacy, acted affectionately, arochayat, even with mriga. Mriga means uh, animal, one that goes in the wilderness or the forest. Mriga, wild. Sometimes it just means a deer. Sometimes but it can generally an animal, a wild animal, mriga, as opposed to a domestic animal, mriga. Uh, 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 you have that even though the, the Ishwaras uh, in their uh, effulgent helmets, their kirita, their crowns or their helmets which are effulgent, uh, even though their the the edges the edges of their helmets shake your footstool, so that the, the you have the image of the great Devatas in their big helmets, jeweled crowns, going up and putting their feet on their at his 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 padabhita. Is, is part of the pitta yoga pitta you know the place uh, part of pitta, the place of his foot and it shakes because uh, well here's uh, here our, our translation is while great demigods like Brahma were vying vying means in, in a competition to place the effulgent tips of their helmets upon the cushion where your lotus feet rested so therefore it's shaking because they're mm-hmm. trying to get each other or you know, there's a little bit of space there and they're all trying to crowd in uh, and so Banuswami says uh, the David shook your foot pedestal with the tips of their crowns uh, but that's what, what it means the, the purport in the BBT. 
for this this one. Uh, the devotees of the Lord become completely successful by the Lord's causeless mercy. Sometimes Lord Krishna accepts a position of subservience to his great devotees. So that's where the you know, this idea is there. As with Nanda Maharaj, the Gopis, Bali Maharaj, and others. Remember, I mean, he, Nanda Raj did what Krishna wanted. <laughs> uh, 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 anyway. Although Democrats like Lord Brahma were standing in line to touch the helmets to the Lord's foot crush cushion, that's how they fluffed that one out. Still, Lord Ramachandra awarded his most intimate friendship to subhumans, such as the monkeys headed by Hanuman, or bears too, actually. Um, they don't really distinguish so much. <laughs> uh, similarly, Lord Krishna's affection for deers and cows, and even for the trees of Vrindavan, is well known. Furthermore, the, further, the Lord gladly drove the chariot of Arjuna and acted as the messenger and faithful subordinate of King Yudhishthir. Such devotees have no need for the elaborate Shnana Yoga systems or the process for achieving mystic powers. All these devotees are represented here by Sri Uddhava, who frankly informs the Lord that the sophisticated systems of philosophical speculation uh, and mystic yoga are not appealing for one who has developed a taste for direct loving service to the Lord. Uh, then, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's uh, uh, purport, he says, those who worship only you become the recipients of your affection. You'll find their fresh in Ekanta Bhakta uh, or Eka Eshwara, those who have only one Lord uh, or who are exclusive devotee. You know. uh, they become, those who worship only you become recipients of your affection. That is not astonishing. You are dependent, Atma Sattva on your servants devoid of performing jnana yoga and karma. The king's city, which is respected by brahmanas, becomes dependent on brahmanas. As this, as this is his example. So there, there, there's a royal city, and the brahmanas respect it. They come there, but it be, uh, so they, they are they become kind of like the, the, their ministers. They, they give guidance. So the, the city itself becomes dependent on the brahmanas who are, in a sense, very high-level civil servants. Similarly, you are respected by your servants and become dependent on your servants, just like the kings, for, for guidance and direction. As Rama... You re relished friendly relations with the monkeys, or another meaning, so there's some other idea. You took pleasure in herding cows along with the deer of Vrindavan. Or you took pleasure in stealing butter along with the monkeys. 
when he thinks of these different examples where Krishna is very merciful. Remember, he gave him, handed out a lot of butter to the monkeys. Should we understand that they practice the yoga you described? <laughs> you are dependent on them, but you are not dependent on any of the Advaita Gyanis at all. This implies that Uddhava does not accept Jnana Yoga. And then Piditam, that word that's in there, he says, means shaken. Anyway, so that's that verse where, uh, the, where the devas shaking the footstool with their helmets and, and so on. Now the animals, the monkeys. Jampavan is a bear. You know, he's a, the bears and the monkeys, Ramchandra, those kind of uh, things. So now let's go on to text number five. Again, a more complicated verse. This is a little simpler because we only have one purport to deal with, basically. So five goes like this. Tantva kilatma daiteshwaram ashritanam sarvatadam sakita vidvishijeta konu kovabajeta kimapi vishmit the translation here uh, who then uh, could dare reject you the very soul the most dear object of worship and the Supreme Lord of all. You, who give all possible perfections to the devotees who take shelter of you, who could be so ungrateful, knowing the benefits you bestow? Who would reject you and accept something for the sake of material enjoyment, which simply leads to forgetfulness of you? And what lack is there for us who are engaged in the service of the dust of your lotus feet. So that's the verse. We go back and look at Tam Twa Akila Atma, those who are Daita, uh, most dear. Uh, who take shelter, well, the word Ashritanam, those who have taken shelter, and those who are the uh, uh, most dear those who have taken shelter of you and this describes you tam twakilatma daiteshvaram you are the supreme controller and the most dear uh, the atma daita the most dear supreme soul atma is here the super soul the very soul who could dare reject you the very soul uh, this is what you are uh, Saravartadam, who the bestows all artha, Sarvat artha, they, they say here all perfections. Swakritavit, uh, 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 who know uh, the benefits you have given. Vishujaja Konu, how can they reject you? Vishujja, uh, casting aside. 
how could how could they, how can those people reject you? They recognize you as uh, the most dear Lord, supreme controller, uh, the bestower of all perfections. And they've they've experienced those. How can how can they reject you? And again, ko, which is kaha, how? Uh, uh, or excuse me, who? Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, kaha who? Or how can they accept anyone else uh, who could be so ungrateful? Uh, uh, or accept anything else? Excuse me, any not anyone else, but. Uh, uh, and who would accept anything uh, consequently for this, uh, for buyai, for sense gratification? Uh, uh, so, uh, which and they point out here that this uh, sense gratification is the cause of vismittaye for forgetting. That's what it does for you. So. Uh, this is a complicated verse, Padalod, yeah. And what lack of those who are engaged in the service? Now, there's a BBT purport, but the BBT purport is simply cribbed the last part of Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's purport, <laughs> so it makes it simple. So he says here, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti, the translation is almost identical. You are the most beloved among all jivas. Since you appear as Narada and other jivas to teach bhakti, you are the Lord. So beloved among our jivas, that was the first thing. So yeah, uh, you appear as Narada and other jivas to teach bhakti. You are the Lord, since you give the results of karma to everyone. You give all purushartas, the word arta is there, the purushartas, dharma, kama, moksha, you know, kama, dharma, moksha, arta, kama, those the list, those are four purushartas, to those who surrender to you. What person who knows the mercy, and he goes on, what person who knows the mercy you showed to Bali, Prahlad, and others, Swakritavit, would give you up? So th- that you know this. Uh, what you have given. And he mentions Bali and Prahlad. No one would. Only an ungrateful person, some low type of yogi who does not appreciate rasa would do so. (laughs) And if a person worships you, would he worship you with a desire for material enjoyment or liberation? Who would worship you for liberation? Anubhutyai, uh, or for kingdom, which is a way of forgetting you. No one would. Kimapi modifies the verb. The meaning is no one would worship with these intentions. Then, the question is, but why do we see Prahlad and other devotees who have no material desires attaining material assets and liberation? Well, See, because this first paragraph I just read is in quotation marks. This is what they're thinking. So 
then you're quite well okay where you the but yeah we see these guys get all this stuff and he answers nothing is lacking for the devotee <laughs> as stated in and now here's where the bbt purport is <laughs> Nothing is lacking for the devotee, as stated in the Narayaniya of the Moksha Dharma in the Mahabharata. That's how the BBT people know this part of the Mahabharata. And then it quotes here, Yavai sadhana sampati purusharta chatushtaye tayavina tarapnoti naro narayanashrayaha. Whatever among the four goals of human life can be achieved by various spiritual practices is automatically achieved without such endeavors by the person who has taken shelter of Narayana. That's the definition of faith, by the way. Uh, is the, uh, this is the, it's in the, uh, in the um, uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. The meaning of Shraddha is that if you attain Krishna Bhakti, Sarvakana Kriptahoy, Sarvakarma Kriptahoy, everything else will automatically be, you won't be lacking, automatically be supplied, you won't be lacking in anything. You have to have that conviction. But you say, oh yeah, I've, if you have to spend so much time, you can't get rich, you, you know, all these things, because <laughs> you're spending all this time doing Bhakti Yoga and, you know. So many rounds a day, and time is money, and whatever you know. <laughs> what, what about that? That's a, that's a, uh, uh, this is the definition of shraddha. Uh, faith is that firm conviction, sarva karma kritahoy, that all, all everything else will be done. Uh, he says here. Uh, then uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, material enjoyment and liberation are the secondary results of bhakti, not desired by the devotees, but these are given to you to them anyway. <laughs> so so the, the, the side effects are, are, are nice. Then of course people see the side effects. And then they <laughs> so anyway, so that I guess we have to stop there. I was going to get a little further. But uh, anyway, so I'll, we'll stop there and uh, see if there are any questions or comments. If you have a question on the phone, you can press star six to unmute yourself. Um, if you're on Mayapur TV, you can type in a question into the chat box on Mayapur TV. Or go to rsdasa.com and type in a chat in, into the chat box there on the lower right-hand corner. Um, either way works. Any live studio audience questions? Oh. Alright, Akendra Prabhu asks, Bhakti is described as susukam, blissful, yet many devotees in the early stages of practicing Krishna consciousness do not consistently experience a taste for devotional service, while some give up the process entirely. What can one do to guard against having whatever little taste one has withdrawn? Well, well, uh, 
to me to, to get a to get a taste for for, for bhakti and initially one does it out of obedience or faith you know just as a, no immediate taste but you do it um, uh, that uh, um, uh, uh, to to me the the uh, uh, taste will come uh, when, uh, when just just by trying, the the, the to to me, I would look at the uh, the the process of Krishna consciousness as not just following rules and regulations, but also there's a relationship already. You may not be aware of it, but you're showing Krishna that you're interested in a relationship. You maybe you're being pulled different ways. Uh, but if you, it, it does require some some perseverance. Uh, nothing like the perseverance that required <laughs> other processes require, but it has to be there. <coughs> that the the taste has to come. But the the trouble with sense gratification, as we just saw in these verses, it destro- it destroys uh, uh, your ability for spiritual experience. Uh, and and, and to, yeah, to, to have spiritual experience. That's what it does. That's the problem with sense gratification. That's just its side effect because immediately when there's a, you, the sense gratification, uh, when, when you enjoy, the first thing you do is you puff up. And you think, ah, now I'm the enjoyer. I'm the controller. Now this is for me, you know. I look what I have. I'm so special, and that's why people, like like men who are like big enjoyers, it's not enough that they have a, a beautiful woman, but they've got to actually dress her up in a very short skirt and a low cut dress and bring her out so other men can see what you have and they don't, you know. So you could like puff up a little more. These are all God projects. And if you want a relationship with Krishna, you have to give up on the God project. Eventually, one gets a taste for humility. Because when humility increases, love for Krishna increases. And the reason devotees pursue humility is not, you know, uh, Nietzsche accused religion of inculcating a slave mentality and Trying, but it's no. It's just the, 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 the when humility increases, uh, uh, spiritual feelings become more and more possible. So one has to start somewhere. And the other thing is, don't quit. Even if it, you know something comes up and you you get absorbed in something material, uh, you 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 stop and you again. And th- when you're performing devotional exercises, give it all your attention. You know, even if you're in the beginning, you have to force yourself. Uh, but after a while, you start to get a, a taste for Krishna consciousness, and because there's a taste for Krishna consciousness, I mean, there's just a whole area of experience of uh, uh, on the spiritual platform, which people usually just don't tap into it. Available, but not they don't go there. Uh, and it's because the sense gratification is their their substitute for that, 
in the sense gratification, such pleasures have a beginning and an end, and those who are wise take no delight in them, uh, Krishna says. Adhyantavanta kantiya. So, so those who you don't, they have a beginning and an end. But, but once one gets a taste for spiritual experience, gradually that becomes a permanent, because Krishna is always there. How far away is Krishna? Well, how, what's the difference between the soul, the distance between the soul and the super soul? <laughs> I mean, you talk about intimate. You're actually part and parcel of Krishna, so that's pretty close. <laughs> uh, and so there's a relationship that's not that's permanent, and you've just not been able to uncover it. But when that relationship is there, then, then you know, a whole other world starts to open up for you that that other people just can't imagine it's there. And this is our process of knowledge too. I mean. All these things, Satchit and Ananda, all three of these things uh, take place. So don't quit, don't give up, and uh, uh, all you can show Krishna that you're interested. And again, Prabhupada used to say this, if you take one step toward Krishna, Krishna takes, I don't know how many, six <laughs> steps toward you or whatever, but that's really true. And you're just showing that the interest is there and don't give up. And if you slip and fall, get back up again, dust yourself up, and keep going. <laughs> Here's this verse, it's Majya 22.62. Uh, Prabhupada quotes it in the purport to Bhagavad Gita 2.41. Where, uh, where, you know, that's Vyavasa Atmika Bhuti, that what's necessary for success in this past is this Vyavasa Atmika resolute intelligence. Uh, uh, those who are on this path are resolute in purpose, their aim is one, and those who are irresolute are, their, their buddhi is many branch, they want many things. But th this is the thing to be successful in Krishna consciousness, you have to want one thing. And how can you do that? You know, uh, uh, financial advisors, don't put all your money <laughs> on one uh, investment. You know, spread your investments around so in case one fails. No, you have to have faith to say, I'm going to put it all on here. Uh, and Prabhupada says here, uh, a strong faith that by Krishna consciousness one will be elevated to the highest perfection of life is called Vyavsadmika intelligence. And then he quotes this Majja 2262, Shraddha Shabde, the, uh, this, the word Shraddha, Vishvashakahi Sudriddha Nishchaya, is this very strong conviction. Uh, Prabhupada translates it in the Chaitanya Charitamrita as confident firm, firm, excuse me, confident firm faith that by rendering transcendental loving service to Krishna, one automatically performs all subsidiary activities, sarva kama kritta hoyan. Everything else that needs to be done is also done, kritta, completed. Such faith is favorable to the discharge of devotional service. So that's a very precise definition of faith. You have to have this, this, uh, this uh, sudriddha, very firm, uh, nischaya, certain uh, conviction. Uh, 
that bhakti, uh, when bhakti is uh, executed, kaila, sarva karma kritahoy, everything else is taken care of. And Kendra responds, perfect and brilliant answer, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and before you started your response to Kendra, Dr. Carl asked a question of a similar sort of string. He asked, how can we get the firm conviction that everything else will be done if we actually have to invest energy into maintaining ourselves materially? Uh, try to minimize that <laughs> energy, you know. Uh, and, uh, and and a lot of it that you think is necessary will turn out not to be. You know? uh, uh, so try to get the most uh, without the. I mean, Prabhupada did that. You know, I mean, he, he his marriage was arranged typically by the families, and he had very very good material prospects. Uh, and and uh, he, uh, when he got began got into Krishna consciousness, uh, he kind of dumped those prospects. He he was going to be the next guy to in the the Bose pharmaceutical company. Is that what it was? It was Bose uh, Pharmaceuticals. The, the man didn't have a son, so Prabhupada was going to get the whole business, and on that basis his marriage was arranged and everything like that. And he realized that if he did that course, he would have no time for Krishna consciousness. So he, he was married, he had children, he was going to be responsible. So he got basically, you know, a small little part, uh, territory to work in, you know. Uh, in Al-Halabad, he was, uh, you know, he had this little thing. And his, not only did his wife become the enemy, but his whole wife's whole family were his enemy. And Prabhupada kept doing business. And he said because his idea was, you know, he had this order, the first and last order received from Bhaktisiddhanta was to go to the West. And he was thinking, okay, I'll make some money. And Prabhupada said, but Krishna made me a business failure. Those are his own words. <laughs> So ultimately, he had very little money. You know, he did was going to save and make all this money and do these things. He managed to scrape enough money together to, to you know, settle up with his family, uh, take sannyas, uh, uh, get, collect enough don't book. And he, so when he came to the West, he really arrived penniless. But guess what happened? I mean, guess what he was basically in charge of by the time he died? That was his faith. And he didn't need all that stuff, you know. <laughs> See, but he said that, Krishna made me a business failure. He could have been a very quite, quite successful in business, but he wanted him to do something else, so he made it hard for him. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I had myself very, very good material prospects, Ivy, white, you know, I had all the advantages, <laughs> white, male, Protestant, Ivy League degree, you know, all those things. And I dumped, and you should have heard my parents, you know, when I, <laughs> I did this thing. 
but I've never been hungry except on a codicy or, or <laughs> John Mosby. But you know, <laughs> again, somehow or other, it's going on. <laughs> Acharya Prabhu has a comment. He says, uh, I like the Shraddha Shabde verse because it elevates faith above just a feeling or an idea or a belief. It has practical, observable consequences. Any uh, other comments on this idea would be welcome. No, that's very good that you've noticed that. Yeah, it is. It is, it is I've noticed that myself. You have a really very clear idea of what that, what that is. And then the next thing about how the, the correct placement of faith, we also have this is buddhi. You know, and, uh, and everybody, it's not just us that have to place their faith somewhere. Everybody has. Everybody. You can't have any long-directed, goal-directed, any goal-directed activity unless you have some faith. That it's going to work, that it's going to pay off, that, you know. Everything, everybody does, it's not just us. Buddhi, everyone has this thing called buddhi. But Prabhupada, by the way, says buddhi is the form direction of the super soul. It's, it is the agency by which the super soul influences us, is this buddhi. When they want to remember me, he says in the Bhagavad Gita, I give them all facility. Who they want to forgive me, I do that also. So just remember, we're in this gross body and this subtle body, but you're not alone. <laughs> there you have a constant companion. <laughs> Closer than you can imagine. And that the, the super soul that's in your own body is the same super soul that's in everyone else too, by the way, so you're connected <laughs> by the super soul in interesting ways. Dr. Carl just had a, a follow-up question slash comment. Uh, and he says, does uh, your response to his question mm -hmm. about employment and maintaining oneself does that mean that a freelancer lifestyle is Brahminical because you have the, the quote, freedom to be poor <laughs> compared to slave-like employment? Uh, yeah, generally it is. You know, if, unless the slave-like employment, you've got an angle on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I would tend to think that might be the best thing. And you, and, and you can, you know, and if you're really good at your work, you can, you can get very efficient and do a week's work in two days, you know. People don't know better. I mean, you, you look in most offices. I mean, most people, it's just the opposite, you know. They do a day's work in two weeks. <laughs> They're like, we're going along. <laughs> See, we have an anonymous question, but... Um, so they're asking, is the moksha dharma, 
which was mentioned in the purport of verse 5. Yeah. So the Moksha Dharma of the Mahabharata, where Maharaj Yudhisthira asked Bhishma to define Dharma and Moksha. I'm not sure, actually. I didn't look it up. Uh, but so I, I, I don't know. Mahabharata is so big. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Madhupati Prabhuda said, thank you for the brilliant lecture. All glories to you. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Glad to be of some service. Anything else then? So we will pick up. Let me make sure I mark my thing. Well, it only got to text six, but anyway, that was... Yeah, text six. And then, uh, you know, that's the last text. And then... Uh, we go back with text seven. You're back to uh, Sri Shuka, right back to like Shukadev Goswami and Maharaj Pariksit <laughs> talking, uh, and then then uh, then uh, we go back to Lord Krishna and Uddhava. You know, always remember there's a you know, this is nested conversations within conversations going on. Here. All right, so till next week, thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.